1: Empire.
2: Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Olsner. I'm AB hockey writer Steve Wino, live from Carl's favorite place, Montreal, uh, <laughs> for the NHL draft we will be ta- we are taping this before the draft so if Brian McClellan did some crazy stuff Carl we, we don't know about it yet we will talk about that next week um, but how how hey what's your favorite part about Montreal because we, we've talked a lot of crap but what do you love about Montreal
3: um, I do love the food scene there I think that there's some really great restaurants a um, little bit of everything all across the spectrum uh, I thought they were pretty good with some of their Uh, plant-based stuff because that's when that's kind of when it all started for me and mandy um so we had a lot of great options there. there's a plant-based sushi place called sushi momo unbelievable yeah you told told me about this place unbelievable highly recommend it if if you want to try uh what sushi would be like without the without the fish and then there's another place called damas and it is a i i think it's syrian um okay is so freaking good it has this thing uh called fatouche, which if you know what fatouche is you'd know what the dish is like but it's like a salad and it is so damn good and it was funny though we went there one night with uh, the petries and uh jeff petrie ended up uh, going into into anaphylactic shock from uh we don't know if it was nut or citrus because he's allergic to both um in something that he ate so it was quite the memorable night uh the night before a game and the funny thing was because I was. I was being healthy, scratched at the time. And so Petey was in the hospital all night, and everyone joked the next day that it was me that put him in the hospital so I could get in the lineup. So it was actually <laughs> kind of a funny story, but I'd say that that's what I miss about of, of, of Montreal. It's got a great food scene.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we are going to be joined by Dennis Weidman later on. Um, but very, very big picture uh, Brian McClellan could do some stuff, Carl. Like, like I know he said yesterday to, to us that. Uh, that he do- he can't sign a nine million dollar player because he expects Nick to come back. But this could be an exciting couple of weeks for the Caps.
3: Yeah, it really could be. I mean, it's it's such a hard position to be in, right? Because there's some pretty good options out there that you you'd love to go and and try and get. But but that's such a big question mark with Nick, right? Like this is a it's a pretty serious thing going on, and you don't want to write him off because sure. obviously he's going to do everything in his power to to be there and and, and play at some point. Um, so yeah, your your hands are kind of tied there, but there's some good players out there that you'd love to love to be a part of the talk. So I, I'm not sure. Like, what, what do you what do you, what do you do? Do you want Philip Forsberg back? I think everybody would love to have him back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe six years late, but we'd still love to have him back in uh, in the lineup.
2: I'll give you one more name, uh, John Klingberg. Uh, what do you what do you think of what do you think of him? Obviously, you you played against him uh mm-hmm. and, and, and in theory he becomes your your number one right shot d john carlson becomes your number two right shot d and that sets up your d for the next six years
3: yeah that's um a very very interesting uh option there i'm not sure like how do you i don't know how do you bump john carlson from the number one spot oh, to the oh. number two spot
2: you know like or does klingberg and- play as offside i don't care
3: yeah uh well but then yeah I, I don't know I, the, the the issue would be the power play for me right because they're both right. our number one defenseman on the power play obviously Ovi's not coming off of his spot um I think one of the things that makes most players good is is the amount of time they get to play right they're on the ice a little bit longer and, and you get into a okay. groove um all of a sudden you got to split that offensive time uh that would be tough you know it would be nice to be able to take some minutes away from from Carly to to give him a little bit more longevity throughout the season into the playoffs, but its I don't know. I don't really love splitting that um, when you have two two of the same handed defensemen. It's enticing because I like Klingberg out there. I love watching him play. He looks like he's on rails the way he walks <laughs> the line. Like the, I don't know. The guy must be the most flexible, flexible guy in the league uh, because he, he just walks the line so well. I don't know how he does it. Um, so it would be really fun to play with a guy like that. I think as a forward because you're getting a lot more pucks coming towards the net. Yep. Um, so I think that would be really nice. But I don't know. Is that where you want to spend the money? I'm I'm not Plus. sure that uh, that on a on a number one right handed defenseman. I, I don't know that that's that that's maybe, the play. But maybe it's Forsberg.
2: Maybe it's John Gibson. I, look look. By the time people listen to this, the Capitals may have already acquired J T Miller and John Gibson. And then, we yeah. and then everybody can laugh as they're listening to this.
3: <laughs> I know, but if, but if you nail it, though, then everyone's like, man, that guy's smart.
2: Well, usually, everyone says, "Man, that guy's stupid." So, every once in a while, <laughs> uh, we're going to have plenty of time for off-season talk next week after the draft, uh, previewing free agency. Uh, next up on us Caps, we are joined by former Capitals defenseman Carl, uh, Capitals defenseman uh, Dennis Weidman, uh, and talk about his uh, All-Star trip to to Ottawa when he was t- my when I was his personal reporter, and plenty of other fun stories and stuff going on with Dennis Weidman. We re- we'll be right back.
3: You ready?
0: Showtime.
2: Welcome back to All's Caps. I'm AB High Carter Steve Wino, joined by two former Capitals defensemen, Carl Osner and Dennis Wyman. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. The, the, my, my fa- I know, Carl, you've got questions and stories. I, I, my favorite story, Dennis, is when you were the All Star in Ottawa and OV pulled out because he was suspended, I still went for the Washington Times. I was your personal reporter for the weekend, if you remember this. Shit. <laughs> Bagley. De- all-star Dennis Weidman uh, that was 10 years ago uh, now I'm talking at the draft in, in Montreal and we're doing this so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Carl take it away but that that is my favorite Dennis Weidman memory
3: <laughs> well, I, I got lots of favorite Dennis Weidman memories so why not? as you know um, me and man you were just in London with Dennis and his wife Lindsay for uh, six days there and uh, we, we had some we had some pretty pretty good times and um, you know you, you always ask everybody what their favorite or funny story is about me. Um, I think Dennis has, has one now that, uh, the first ever time I really screwed something up and that was trying to navigate. Um, well, Dennis was the navigator, but me trying to drive the streets, the highways of, uh, the UK and getting into my first ever fender bender. And, um, dennis being like the disappointed dad in the passenger seat <laughs> being upset with me not listening to his navigation skills or his uh, heads up heads up display that he had for me that there was a car right beside me as i tried to turn into it but but uh that that's probably the best thing that that's happened lately dennis and uh just so everybody knows uh no damage to the rental car we're safe enterprise isn't coming after me
1: and uh just a, a 500 pound uh
3: from,
0: from the driver that I hit. So that's the, that's the update, Dennis. I was wondering how that turned out with her. I, didn't, I was meaning to text you to find out what uh, what she said, but it was probably my fault because coming up to that exit, I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't tell you if you were in the wrong lane on that one. So that's probably the navigator's fault. <laughs> well, That's a good teammate right there. That, that's but, the, but the aggressive move to the left as soon as you realized that you were going wrong, that was on you, I think. Oh, sometimes you just have to commit, right? That's
2: the. She shouldn't have been there. What the heck? It's, it's hard uh, in that place. She shouldn't be. She shouldn't be in that lane.
0: Oh man! But anyways, let's uh, let's get into it. I don't know that how uh, many people know, but you've been um, assistant coach in Kitchener
3: for for a little bit now. Um, I I think it's hilarious listening to you talk about your coaching style and what it's like to coach kids um but uh just just yeah give us a quick rundown of of how you landed in that spot and what do you think it's like um you know coaching teenagers and trying to trying to get them to to the
0: next level and and some of the things you have to deal with day in day out with those guys yeah i mean it's it's interesting to say the least um how i got that job was uh i was actually still skating trying to get a job and playing um, and it was kind of rolling into our end of October, beginning of November kind of thing and there wasn't really anything happening and they had just, I think in September at some point, they had fired their D coach um, and the head coach at the time was Jay McKee, who's now since moved on, he's with Hamilton now and I, I played with him in St. Louis for a little bit and he just asked me the one week, and he goes uh, you ever thought about coaching? And I'm like, well, yeah I've thought of it, but he's um, like do you want to coach the D I'm like well I haven't had an offer yet so sure so uh, that was on Thursday or something like that the team left um, Friday for a weekend um, Friday afternoon for a weekend road trip and I was skating with the team full of equipment on Friday and then on Monday I was back on the ice with the team in attraction coaching so just kind of it just <laughs> kind of came together that way it, it was you know it was good for me because it was right in my backyard and um. Obviously, didn't have to move or anything, and just kind of you know see see what I thought. And I didn't go on the bench for the first like two months or whatever. I was just kind of like eye in the sky. I didn't travel with the team. I just practiced and kind of got my got my bearings and kind of see what it was like to see if it was something that I'd want to do. And um, I really enjoyed working with the guys. Obviously, there's when you're coaching junior, it's a bit different. You have your mix of guys that. Um, you don't have the chance or potential to play pro or make the NHL and then you have this other kind of middle group that isn't sure hope they can play pro but maybe it's not quite there and then they start thinking about universities, uh, youth sport universities here in Canada and stuff like that so you, you get a, a mix of, of kind of everything so it's, it's interesting in how you have to deal with kids and kind of Relates to maybe what their goals are to get out of of hockey, so um, it's definitely interesting, and kids these days are quite a bit different than than what it used to be, so it's a daily battle. One of my biggest pet peeves in the world is people that are late, and if you've ever dealt with teenagers, they're never on time for anything, so... (laughs) So that's, that's been an ongoing battle for me since I started coaching coaching,
2: 'cause it just drives me up the wall. Are you a Dale Hunter style coach, or are you a, are you a Bruce Boudreau style coach? Who's your, what's your what's your coaching style?
0: Oh, I would say Bruce. Um, <laughs> I'm a little harsher, I think, than than Bruce. I, I you know I'm the type of person that I just try to shoot it shoot it to you as straight as I can without going too far. I want exactly completely tear you down but i try to be as honest with the players as i possibly can um so that they always know you know how i feel and where they stand with me you know i don't i try not to beat around the bush with them so sometimes that comes across pretty harsh with some of these kids and they're not used to hearing that um and other times it's you know if they need a pat on the back or they need to pick me up then then i do that as well you know what? I think that's it's it's
3: such a hard thing to do for a lot of people is to to actually shoot it straight. like there's there's it's easy to go back in the room and, and talk to the other coaches or talk to another player about it, but then to actually be the one that that comes out and, and says it, I feel like it's almost a lost art, right? Like I, like over the years, you saw it in the dressing room too, like way less way less people are willing to say what needs to be said. And it goes so much further with a with a player knowing exactly, I think, where the coaches stand because you know we've all been there, where you just you just want to know, right? Like, am I playing? Am I not playing? Why am I Why am I on this line? Why am Why am I not on that line today? You know, like just just give it to me straight, and and then let me try and figure it out from there. And it's a and it's a lost art. And I'm curious with you know we had Hendy on last week, and, and he was telling us a little bit about how he. How things are going for him with with some of the young players, but like, what's one of the main differences that you that you see with them uh, compared to compared to you know when you were coming up or even even playing in the league? Is it is it the level of is the level of skill a lot higher, but also like the the I don't know the mental mental side is it a little bit lower
0: or do you feel like it's the same? What what do what you see? Um. Yeah, I mean, I would. The skill level and the speed of the players now are is way higher. It's not even. I, I don't even think it's close. As you can tell, like with especially with the top end guys, how many people are kind of jumping straight from junior straight to the NHL and actually having an impact? That just didn't happen very often. You know, 20, 25 years ago, or whatever, fifteen years ago, like there was the odd guy. You know, there's the Sidney Crosby and the Connor McDavid, but there's a lot more guys that are that are coming in and our top players in the league like within a year or two of being in the league. So um, I think that kind of um, goes back to just a change in mentality right from the get-go. Like I look at these kids um, that are coming up and they have been on the ice like twice as much as I ever did as a kid during the year and then they're skating all summer. Um, you know, when I was playing minor hockey when I was 15, 14, 13 years old, my season it was over, the equipment went in the basement, I played baseball, and I never picked up my stickers or skates again until it was training camp. Um, that's just not the way it is now. Uh, so, I mean, that you can look at that a bunch of different ways. It's creating morally, more highly skilled players, for sure. You know, I'm sure there's a whack load of kids out there that put in all that time that never played a different sport, and maybe they were really good at that other sport, but they never knew it because they didn't play it. Maybe they could have been a major league baseball player. Who knows? Maybe they could have went to the Olympics. You don't know because you only have to concentrate on one sport. So it, that's the kind of the give and the take with it, from what I see. Um, you know. So, uh, but if you don't do that hockey in the summer, then you don't keep up, and you fall behind, and then. Of you know, make like, a, a triple A team. So oh, it's like it's a give and take thing where, um, you know, potentially we could be losing athletes from for other sports that have concentrated solely on hockey because we're a hockey country. Um, but in turn, we're making way better players. So, and then as far as your question about like the hockey sense, I guess you're probably trying to get at there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely been a drive in the last. You know maybe 10 years or so to concentrate more on skill um than it than it was for um systems and teaching all that stuff but uh, maybe it's a little less I think I think generally I think when you watch the NHL nowadays the mandate is on scoring goals and offense and um super exciting to watch for sure but then at the end of the day it's gets pretty defensive in the playoffs. So um, it definitely creates more exciting hockey with, with the high skill and probably the less defensive side of it. But, uh, you know, and that's what you're trying to sell, excitement for fans, right? So it's probably, it's probably a good thing. It, it's uh, it's interesting, too, just think about like the mentality of the player. They they have
3: the skill to do some of these crazy things on the ice, but they also are like, yeah, you know what, let's just try it. You know, like who, who would have thought to try and do – like all these different Michigans during a game, or some of these toe drags and stuff, you know. Like I always go back and think of Greeny. Like Greeny was the first, the first defenseman that I saw that wasn't afraid to toe drag uh, forward as the last guy back, you know, breaking out of the zone or at the blue line, you know. And it's part of it is because I don't think that forward is is expecting him to try something like that either, right? Like they're expecting they're, that a shot's coming, so they're getting ready to block a shot, not thinking that. You know I, I also have to worry that this guy's gonna toe drag me. and just like now, you know defensemen aren't necessarily thinking that they're gonna see Zeris pick the puck up on his stick and and wrap it around the uh, the post from behind the net or or flip it up over the net. So it just it's a different side, like a mental side of the game where they're they're they don't care to they don't seem to care to make the mistakes. They're just gonna try it anyways, and then they catch so many players. By surprise, I mean it, it would it would catch me by surprise if someone did that from behind the net, you know. And and I think it's uh, the game starts to grow, you know, a little bit, a little bit more every time. At least, at least that's my take on it. I don't know what you think, Wino, if, if that's what you're seeing as well.
2: Oh, I, and I and I think there's there's also a, a, a cultural shift in hockey now of like got, got young players don't you don't have to everybody. It's still a team first sport, but you're allowed to have a little bit more personality now. You look at a, at a, a, a guy like. Zegras, Trevor, Trevor Zegras, and, and just the personality he oozes with. To me, that it's part of that. Like, guys can do more of that now, and, and the young kids aren't afraid to express themselves on the ice. That That's what I see. Well, I
0: mean, I think, like, if you're talking about the Zegras thing, I mean, I, I'm sure there was players 15 years ago that could have done that as well, uh, but the whole mentality of the game has changed.
2: Right, that's what I mean. The, differ-
0: the difference is if, one, if he would have done that once... 20 years ago, he never would have done it again. Yeah. Or you, or he would, have been, he would have had to have been very tough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. The players just wouldn't have let that happen. Right. Because they cause they, they, would, they looked at it as if you were embarrassing them. So the whole view on the game has, has changed that way. Is it a bad thing? I don't think so. I think it's pretty cool to watch. But it's one of those things. It's like, how do you defend that play when you have a guy that's good at it? The only way to defend it is to swing your stick at him. So what are you supposed to do? You start Someone comes around the out with the puck on their stick. The only way to really knock it off is to swing your stick at him So you hope that nothing happens, but I don't know how else to
2: defend that play. It's that, a really good play. The, the, Carl, you, know, you, it, you wanted to, you wanted to ask about the shootout move, right? Yeah, Speaking of these moves.
3: Yeah, you you can you can uh, you can squash it if you want, but it's still one of the funniest plays in NHL history. Is the the St. Louis uh, shootout move? Can you give us the backstory? What what happened the night before, and how you were feeling
0: during that game, Carl? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, so, the night before, it was, uh, my friends came down every year to visit me, and they would come down for, you know, four or five days or whatever, and check things out, and we'd hang out and stuff like that, so the night before was probably a little later than it should have been. Um, I was feeling a bit foggy in that game, and uh, I just remember going into that game, and I wasn't playing my best and the game was tight it was getting close and I'm like then we go to overtime and I'm like oh god please no shootout because I had gone uh, however many times before that and I was just like oh man I hope I don't have to win the shootout I'm just not feeling confident in my ability to play the <laughs> handle today and then sure enough we go to the shootout and then when we go to that shootout and the coaches are standing behind the bench and they're you know talking about who's going to go and they're writing their numbers down Like, normally in the past, I'd be, like, looking at the coach because I was like, yeah, I want to go. This time I was sitting at the end, and I was, like, holding my stick, and I was skating, staring straight forward, and I was like, please don't pick me, please don't pick me. (laughs) And I was like, why'd you go in third or whatever it was, second or third? And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So, and then that all happened. So that was, it was, it was the same move I've always done. I just was a little off balance, and I caught a heel, and the rest is history. Do you remember if when you came back to the bench the coaches were laughing or did they not? I don't. I don't remember if the coach. I don't. I don't think the coaches are laughing at that time. Coaches didn't laugh and they didn't cheer and they showed zero expression whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It was just a thing. I would say if anything else, it was more of like a sh- kind of like a shock thing, or they were like, where the players were like, "What just happened?" And then no one really said anything, and then it kind of just and it was all over the place, so. Yeah, you really couldn't do that again if you tried. Like, it's
3: it's like when your leg gets caught, your skate gets caught in something, and it's just, you're just going.
0: You're just going for a ride at that point. You can't stop it. Well, yeah, and then, like, I felt my my foot was, like, I felt me caught the edge there, but I was still trying to score, so I really wasn't paying attention to, like, what else was going on with my body at the time, and then the result was pretty humorous, actually. Yeah, it really was. And
3: I gotta say that this is these these were uh, words to live by that, that Dennis gave me. Um, that he that he said so I I always used I would always play by this rule where it was from Luke Shen. He said, When do I know it's not always the right play but it's never the wrong play and Dennis's were I would rather give the puck away nine times out of ten up the middle then go off the glass
2: and out one time (laughs) and i was so torn because there was two
3: really good pieces of advice but two completely opposite and i didn't know what to do and uh i continued to stick with window and out until the day i died there so it was it's
0: kind of it's kind of funny the different mentality of a player right there yeah and i think that mentality was why coaches love me so much eh yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know what, though? And, and, and one of the things I also remember, Dennis, is, is you were always the stand-up guy that if you turn the puck over or a guy went around you, you would always talk after a game. Both you guys were like that. And, and, and like, it, it's hard to explain to guys how much we respect guys who do that. Well, I
0: mean, it's it's part of the job. I think, like, I always had the thought that, you know, I was getting paid or it was my job to make the play, make the breakout play. Right. Now, I made a little more... Turnovers than, than Carl probably did, but um, and I knew that when I was coming back to the bench, I was going to hear about it. But it was still my job to go through the next shift and do it again, but just complete it. You know, like if it, I wasn't going to let you know a couple turnovers or a, or a mistake um, stop change me change me from what I was doing because if I stopped going up the middle or stopped making the breakout passes that most other deep did. Yeah, and I was no better than them, and then I would fall into the realm of like, well, my defense isn't as good as that guy's, so I would take what got me the job out of my game, so, you know, I had to keep that mentality. Yeah, and that's the thing too, it's like, so so,
3: so maybe, maybe you made more, you know, committed more turnovers, but you also made way way more passes than I did better tape to tape passes through the middle to guys with speed and and under control whereas you know if you would consider an off the glass and out puck into neutral zone or to the other team's hands, that, that can also be considered a turnover. So it just depends on, like you said, what you're being paid to do. So I, it was, it's just, people it always stick with me and I'll definitely continue to repeat that
0: to people because I think it's so friggin' funny. Uh, I found it boring too. Wasn't it boring, Carl, just to rip it off the glass? is not boring. You know what? Would you want to throw a sauce up the middle, right on someone's tape that, you know, that they just got highlights? You highlighted someone ripping it off the glass? No, but the funny thing is, <laughs> is that I can honestly say that one
3: of the top three plays, probably top five plays that I made in my entire career, was a breakout pass. That's that's how rare it was for me to make something like <laughs> so. Oh, so come funny. on, Carl. Well, you made a couple plays. It, no, I still remember it. Second period in Edmonton, coming around the net. A little, a little fake wide sauce pass over the stick, tight little backstrom sauce, right on the tape for a breakout, and I went to the bench right after that and just looked at the next guy, I'm like, holy crap, did you see that pass I just made? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, eh? It's very fun, yeah, but the, the, the excitement that I'd have every, you know, the second before someone came to check me and I'd go off the glass and out, was enough excitement for me, so I lived <laughs> off of that.
2: It, <laughs> um, speaking of excitement, let's take a break and then, you, uh, Carl, do you have your stupid questions ready for Dennis? Yeah, I got some stupid ones. For Great, him. so Dennis why will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
1: Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets made in the United States and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners try Blue Chew free when you use promo code CAPS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Blue promo code CAPS, C A P S, to receive your first month free.
2: Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and Dennis Weidman. I'm AB Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now for Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Stupid Questions yes
3: this is my favorite portion especially with uh with lights here um just so you know like i said we had hendy on last time and, and he scored pretty damn high and uh there's a, wait there's a score yeah there's a made-up score at the end and uh who's who doing the scoring
2: you it's carl yes
3: i have a, I have a formula in my head that i like to that i like to use and it it's all based off of um how much I want to piss you off? and <laughs> How much I like your answers? <laughs> oh god! There we go. So good. All right. So I I asked Dennis a couple questions already when we were in London. So I had to change things up a bit. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna start off here. What to you is the best thing about being retired? Is it not having to work out, not having to bank skate, getting to you know have a little extra fun on the weekends, golf?
0: What 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 is it? Uh best thing about being retired uh not practicing yes (laughs) it's an alan iverson guy like literally everything that involves practice
2: (laughs) (laughs) not a game not a game not a game practice just yeah just practice yeah
3: Yeah. And, and you were the one that said that you didn't like my idea for skipping morning skates too that that's uh for a guy that doesn't like practice that's uh Interesting one.
0: Let me to get back into that conversation? Yeah, but morning skate isn't a practice, Carl. That's just like buzzing around, you know, throwing some sauce passes, shooting the puck, getting a little sweat on. Practice is the day before. I'm all for getting me to practice the day before, and then we'll just do morning skate. All right, okay. The conversation continues. Um, <laughs> hey, if, if you could only choose one of these three, because uh, Heidi had this exact
3: same predicament uh, with Kim, uh, which one would it be? To only golf? only
0: fish, or only get out on your road bike? Uh, only <laughs> golf, only fish, or only get on your road bike? Uh, 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 golf. Yes. Yeah,
3: I, I thought you might go towards fishing on that one, but... Well,
0: yeah. You didn't think I was going to pick my road bike? Yeah, you know what? I thought it was too much like practice. Well, you know what, I enjoy road braking biking, but it's not as long as fishing and golf. Yeah, this is They're true. I'm going to go with the longer one, so probably golf just because, um, solely because I still really enjoy competition. I'm still really, really competitive, so when I get on the golf course, I can still, like, go against people and play games and stuff. Fishing isn't nearly as competitive, so I, I still need that competitive edge. All right, fair enough.
2: Which That's one of you guys answer. is a better golfer? Dennis. No hesitation there
3: no no hesitation but when uh it was funny when we were in scotland playing a few years back we had this match it was, it was me and dennis versus his father-in-law and his father-in-law's uh buddy and and mike i am not a, i'm not a great golfer like i'm probably a uh 11 or 12 handicap dennis what were, what were you were playing at like a one while we were on that trip or what were you playing at i think i was playing at a three on that trip at a three yeah so we have this match going and it was, you're supposed to use, I think it was best ball, right? So I don't know what was happening, but it was the best round I ever had in my entire life. And I think if we would have, you know, we don't know for sure, but I probably would end up shooting like a 79 or something like that. And I was like, wow, this is, this. Is, you know, I just carried our team. And then we were playing two rounds that day and I followed that up with a 95 and lost us the match so you got you got (laughs) waxed by the
0: oldest guy on the trip yes i did he absolutely smoked me but Uh, carl you sell yourself a little bit short because you don't play ever and you came out on that on that golf trip and played like really well really well you just couldn't drive the ball if you could ever drive the ball to (laughs) go with how well you hit your irons um you would have been pretty good like you're hitting those irons really well I still remember that one shot, He had a six iron from like two, just over 200 yards and stuffed it to like four feet in that match. And I'm like, what the hell? This guy's like, (laughs) come on, he was just striping these irons. And I was like, man, if you played played at all, all, you'd be pretty good. So don't sell yourself too short. We can always count on Father Dennis to make you feel
3: good. (laughs) Thank you, Daddy. All right, uh, moving on. Next question. Uh, What do you think the
0: best hockey jersey is of all time? Detroit Red Wings. It's a good yes, one. Just simple. I love their uh, their their uh, uniforms are awesome. The, the red and the white, white, it's just it's good. Do you like a little the little stripe down the pants? It's awesome. Majority majority red or majority white? Their what do you mean their jerseys? Their home ones or their red ones? Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what home in a way is anymore. Is it still is red? I, I, I like their white jerseys the best. Do you like that they have the uh, captain and assistants on the other side? No, I don't particularly like I that, hate
2: that. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but the way the wing is, you can't change it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's we'll, we'll probably have the home whites uh, debate at some point, but like, I think from now on, you're not going to be able to put the, the CRA over there because they're putting the ads on the jerseys now.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So they might be in one. Yeah. Uh, so they're okay. going to ruin the Red Wings and Red Wings jerseys with the ads, eh? All of them, they yeah. Banned, like soccer. Oh, that's tough. Alright,
3: um, I'm very curious about this one, um, would you rather have perfect hair, like unbelievable conditioning, like on your road bike, or have the best memory, remember everything?
0: Cool. Okay, (laughs) so, (laughs) you're cut out of diamond. you have great hair, and you can be fat, (laughs) or you can remember everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it can't be cut out a diamond because, wait, so if you're in the best shape ever, do you have to, like, work hard to be in the best shape ever, or can you eat and do whatever you want when you're still Let's let's go with not, not, like, uh, eat atrociously, like, not, not being well, that insecure. one's out. That one's out, then. <laughs> okay, that one's out. <laughs> so it's either hair or remember everything? Yeah. If you remembered everything, though, you, you'd be a lot of fun telling stories and stuff. Yes, but um, there's probably a lot of stuff that I want to forget though too. So I'll go with hair.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you think that too.
3: <laughs> 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 this this is, this is an interesting question. I've tweaked it a little bit because I think it makes it more enticing. Okay, good. Would you rather play five years in the league and win two Stanley Cups, making a million and a half dollars a year, or 15 years in the league no cups making 4
0: million dollars a year 5 years 1 million dollars a year 2 Stanley Cups or 10 years no cups 15 years 15 15 years years? years? no cups 4 million a year so it's essentially the same question as you asked before well I would you rather rather have to work after you're done and have 2 Stanley Cups or be comfortable and be able to do whatever you want that's your question, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, two way. Are they back to back? Sure. <laughs> Did I win a consmite?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you win a consmite, you can probably play more than five years. Well, that's true. So, I, so I'm just a bench warmer, watching everybody else play,
2: and then I got a cup. Your name's yeah. on your name's on the cup, twice. I yeah. Like,
0: I was just
3: like there, but not really that involved. Well, you 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 were you were a, a solid. It's all third
0: line player. Let's say that. Just grinding away. Grinding away. Um. Jeez. Did I win the Did I win the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference? or The other one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's Let's say yeah. Let's say you made it there. Oh well, it's 15 years for sure. At <laughs> least you got a sniff, right? You won something. You had a shot. You lost in the last final round. That'd be 15 years then. all right uh good battle though
3: that was a good mental grind (laughs) okay now this is another one that hopefully will make you think a bit and i had i had fun thinking a bit um okay so this will last whatever you choose will last for an entire year 365 days it's either you have you burp for 30 minutes straight after you eat after every time you eat you have or you have hiccups for three hours a day every day or you throw up once a week randomly which one would you rather have
0: um, okay wait so what was the first one again you burp for 30 minutes straight after you eat okay or you or you hiccup for 30 minutes no three hours a day three hours or you throw up randomly once a week yeah. When you say randomly, could this be like you're in a meeting and all of a sudden you just throw up all over the table? You're in a meeting and all of a sudden you feel, oh crap, here it comes and you got to so run. I have time you. to get to the bathroom. You have you have time to get to the bathroom. Oh, 100% not. Really? Oh, I hate throwing up, man. That would be my last. Uh, whatever. That's like, that was like your, when you are a teenager and you threw up once a week every Saturday night.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you did because you can't make me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not for um, sure. If you can just go and do a quick little throw-up, that's not that big of a deal. All right, fair. There's your answer right there. <laughs> you know, you, next time you ask that question, you have to, it has to be uncontrollable. You don't have time to get to the bathroom. You could be in a business meeting or something, and you throw up all over the room. <laughs> because, <laughs> all over the Yeah, because, top. like, three hours of hiccups, that is painful. Yeah. A quick throw-up isn't that bad. Uh, I guess if you don't mind throwing up. I just hate throwing up, so I'll, I'll tweak it for you. I'll, I'll change it a little bit for next one. Yeah, next next person you ask is uncontrollable. You never know what's going to happen. Boom.
3: Boom. Throw yeah. up in your lap. Yeah. There, you, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Let me just do a quick uh, tally here. Um, no practicing was a good answer. Golf, uh, I agree with that one. Red Wings is definitely up there. Perfect hair was the answer I was looking for. The debate for the cups one was nice, and the throw up. Oh, I'm not sure about that.
0: All right, that's just because you don't like throwing up. I know, but hey, these I, aren't your answers, Carl. I make the rules. This is my game.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that that's gonna give you 225.5 points. 225.5 points, which puts you 0. .5 points behind Matt Hendricks
0: oh how convenient <laughs> unfortunately it was just the way that just because I just because I picked up the up I'd love to see this algorithm it's just the way the algorithm works it had nothing to do with <laughs> Indy or anything but congrats on your score it's still you're still in like the top seven so you should be very proud I am you know what do, the, do I get a medal or a trophy or something in the mail or what you, you'll get a, a picture of my list
2: uh,
0: <laughs> at some point that we can frame for you. Nice, nice. I'll hang that up at my bar.
2: Yes, I, good I, idea. I, I, love, I, love, I, the pa- I love the parting gift for that. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I, thanks, well, Eddie. Den- Dennis, thanks for, thanks for joining us on All Caps. All right, thanks. Uh, I'll come back any time. Everybody else, th- thanks for listening, and, and Carl and I will be back early next week to talk about caps and free agency.